Hello, this is John Deeks, and welcome to Your Life Choices, Australia's longest established and most trusted website for the over 50s. Our mission is to inform, empower, and engage. And with that in mind, new consumer research has cast a spotlight on the lack of awareness surrounding shingles, with nearly all Australian adults 50 years and over carrying the virus that causes shingles. Unfortunately, about one in three people will develop shingles in their lifetime. And to learn more, I'm joined by the Head of Aged Care Research and Memory at Austin Health, Associate Professor Michael Woodward. Michael, welcome. John, it's a pleasure to talk about this important issue. Yes, it is indeed. And uh, I can remember when I was a young lad, and I'm in my 70s now myself, my mother having shingles, and it was a, a shocking thing. It really is a terrible thing. Let's start at the beginning, Michael. What is shingles? Shingles is a condition where a germ that causes chickenpox which has been hiding in our nerve roots, is reactivated. And it's reactivated usually because our immunity starts to wane after the age of about 50, so we can no longer contain the virus, and it escapes along the nerve, giving us a rash and other complications, but more importantly, quite a lot of pain. Is it life-threatening? It can be. Shingles can increase our risk of stroke and heart attack, and it can certainly very significantly impact upon our quality of life. It can prevent us doing our daily activities. It can cause constant suffering, mainly through pain. It can prevent us sleeping very well. It can cause depression and uh, a loss of interest in life. So there are many complications of the more serious forms of shingles, which affect at least one out of 10 people in our society, one out of three people who get shingles. I was uh, lucky enough to have a, a great medico who has inoculated me against shingles. Is shingles preventable through inoculation? There certainly are vaccines now that uh, have been developed to prevent shingles. But the most important thing first is to become aware of what shingles is and the fact that it's more than just a rash and that nearly everybody is at risk of it. And as you say, one in three people in their lifetime, usually after the age of 50, will develop it. So if we're aware of shingles and if we have a family member who suffered, just as you say your mother did, I think we're much more likely to go and have a conversation with our doctor or our pharmacist about what shingles is and what we can do to uh, manage our risk of shingles. Why is shingles, if it's one in three Australians who contract shingles, why is shingles not have a high profile? Well, I think people think it's just a rash. It's something that old people get and I'm healthy. I'm not going to get shingles. And uh, if I do get it, I'll just get some antivirals or medication to control it. And whilst there are antivirals that can be used, they don't actually prevent the pain that occurs uh, months after shingles. And uh, we certainly can't rely on pain relief. Uh, Only about one out of every seven people who develop shingles pain are completely happy with their pain relief. So it's far better to talk about preventing shingles than to talk about uh, uh, what we're going to do if we get shingles. Michael, how long does shingles last? Is, Is there a time for everybody, like a week, two weeks, a month? So when we get the pain, about two to three days later, the rash appears. The pain occurs before the rash. The rash itself takes somewhere between three and seven days to stop weeping, to start crusting up and to heal over another week or so after that. But one in three people, the pain uh, of shingles will persist for at least a month. And uh, it can last then for up to 10 or 15 years in some people. So there's no real answer to how long the shingles last. But in the majority of people, the episode lasts a couple of weeks. Can one go for a test, Michael, to see if they are in the category of uh, getting a shingles attack? 
If we do a test looking for the antibodies against the chickenpox virus, that's the virus that gives us shingles, uh, it'll almost always be positive. So it's a waste of time. It's like putting uh, putting your money on a, a horse uh, in a one horse race. It's going to be positive. You're going to you're going to be a winner by having the test. So I would not bother spending the money or the time or the resources. I would just assume that you've had chickenpox. Ninety nine percent of Australians have had chickenpox, and that ninety nine percent of the population is at risk of developing shingles, usually after the age of fifty. Can you get reoccurring attacks of shingles, or does it come once and then no more? So each attack of shingles reduces their uh, risk of developing further attacks because it boosts our immunity against the virus. But about 6%, about one out of every 14 or 15 people will develop a second attack of shingles. So mm. one attack of shingles does not prevent us getting a second one. And again, even after we've had an attack of shingles, we should talk to our health professional about what we can do to reduce our further risks. Uh, the very small number of people who have never had chickenpox um, are not at risk of developing shingles because the virus hasn't uh, hidden away in their nerve roots. But uh, nearly everybody's had chicken pox and it's chicken pox that gives you shingles uh, later in life. Um, and we can certainly prevent chicken pox. There's childhood vaccinations that are preventing chicken pox. So in about 40 or 50 years, we may have less shingles about, but we need to face the fact that that's a long way down the track. Can it be transferred to others? You can't usually um, catch shingles from somebody with shingles. You can catch chicken pox uh, if you've not had it, but most people have had chicken pox. So essentially shingles is not contagious. There's a very small number of people who are immunosuppressed that could potentially get a bad episode of shingles from contact with somebody else with shingles, but that's very rare. Generally, um, you, you, you do not regard shingles as a contagious disease, unlike chickenpox, which is very contagious amongst children. And that's why nearly everybody in Australia has had chickenpox and is therefore at risk of developing shingles. So just in conclusion, Michael, apart from talking to your medical professional and talking to your family and friends, is there anything one can do when one is affected by shingles? Is there, there are ointments? Is there something that your doctor can do to alleviate the, the pain, the shingles? That's a very important point, John. If you get to see a doctor within the first three days or 72 hours of developing the rash, you can be given effective antivirals that actually reduce the duration of the rash, although they actually don't reduce your risk of developing long-term pain because the nerve has already become inflamed. But they can reduce the rash and uh, shorten the uh, uh, period of uh, the rash and its healing. So antivirals, if given within the first three days, are an option. If you have a lot of pain, you can be given analgesics, either in the early stages or if you develop the long-term complications of shingles, what we call post-herpetic neuralgia, which lasts more than three months. So there certainly are many things that can be done uh, uh, in the early stages of shingles, and you should speak to your doctor about that. Don't suffer in silence. Oh, absolutely not. You have such a range of interesting things that we can talk about on Your Life Choices because obviously we're for the senior members of our community, including the memory clinic. So tell me about your research at the memory clinic. Doing a 180 here, I hope you don't mind, but uh, I'm just fascinated to know how that works. No, you're right. Many geriatricians such as myself have an interest in a range of diseases in older people. My interest in uh, uh, vaccines and vaccine-preventable diseases is because you get the biggest bang for your buck in older people. But with respect, 
with respect to um, to memory, um, I've, I've got a, a major interest in dementia. We're doing a lot of research in my site, the Austin Hospital uh, in Melbourne, and I'm the honorary medical advisor to Dementia Australia. We're doing research into drugs that can potentially, potentially treat dementia or prevent it. Again, the emphasis here on prevention wherever possible. Um, but we also assess people who have memory problems, decide whether it's due to Alzheimer's or something else, and it often is due to something else. So certainly worth having your memory checked out if you're worried about it. And again, I'd go first to your general practitioner and have a conversation about that. Oh, Michael, there are just so many things I'd like to talk to you about. And um, as I get older, uh, I tend to go around the fishbowl and and forget, oh, what? why did I walk into that room again? Uh, and it does tend to happen as you get older. Um, am I suffering from normal 70-plus memory or is that something that can be helped? Or am I just an idiot? <laughs> You're certainly not an idiot. But certainly the very first uh, features of something like Alzheimer's could be that or forgetting a word. But, but we need to make sure that uh, that is what's under, underlying it. Most people who walk into a room and forget why or occasionally forget where they put their keys or their iPhone or their sunglasses, that's not the start of dementia. It's just, as you say, some of the changes that can occur with age. But uh, if it's becoming more frequent, uh, if we're having uh, trouble repeatedly remembering things that have just been told to us, if we're repeating conversations, then it's certainly worth having a chat to your GP. But don't, don't be worried if you, if you feel like you've occasionally forgotten why you've walked into a room. Well, in the next couple of months, Michael, when uh, you do return from Cairns and uh, I can come and visit you with you, hopefully at uh, Austin Health or wherever you are, um, I'd like to take some time and one-on-one and talk about more of your research and see how we can certainly help the cause, whether it be uh, about dementia, whether it be about shingles or any of your other geriatric uh, medicine research. I'd be delighted to do that, John. There's so many issues. Uh, I also have an interest in uh, chronic wounds, and we could talk about that as well. Really? Anything you want. Now Anything that, you want. That is something also that a lot of our members would be interested in because they do tend to take tumbles and, and things do find themselves a bit harder to heal as you get older. Oh, look, there's a lot of things. Michael, I'll let you go. Uh, enjoy the beautiful weather in Cairns and um, safe journey back to Melbourne, and we'll talk again in the future. Thanks, John, and beam me up, Scotty, for those future conversations. You betcha. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed our talk today with uh, Michael Woodward, and you will join us again next time because, as we always say, Your Life Choices is here to empower, inform, and engage. And with that in mind, we'll see you next time for our next Your Life Choices podcast. Your Life Choices podcast.